Hi friends! Welcome to Taylor Asks a Question. I'm Taylor and I'm so happy you're choosing to spend some time with me and the friends I get to introduce you to along the way. I hope these conversations make you feel like we're all just driving in the car or enjoying a cup of coffee or even sharing a meal together. We'll cover the spectrum of life's questions and discuss topics that I'm hoping will impact your heart, challenge your thinking, and bring glory to God. Let's start asking questions. This past week was a historic event. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which gives power back to the states as far as determining the law for their state on the issue of abortion. This means a lot of things to a lot of different people, but for now, let's celebrate this huge win for the unborn. Many states have gone ahead and made it illegal, while others are swinging the other way and continuing to allow abortion through nine months of pregnancy and then some. I live in a deep blue state that supports the latter, which means I get to continue to fight for the unborn by doing what I can in supporting expecting mothers, pointing families to resources for education and support, and more importantly, pray. Now, I can hear the collective eye rolls from pro-choicers and liberals listening, but I do pray that God would be merciful to bring those who have gone through an abortion true healing through repentance and the forgiveness that comes with hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is not a political issue. This is a gospel issue, friends. It is not about Democrat or Republican. This is literally life and death. And as we talked about in season one, the church is not perfect. But we can continue to try and care for the brave mothers and fathers who choose life for their babies despite their circumstance and trust in the perfect will and plan of God. In episode four of this season, I had my friend Carol on to talk about her experience with abortion and the infamous clinics that oppress women and are not only deceivers, but promoters and masterminds of eugenics from their beginning. Moving forward, I joyfully anticipate getting to raise money to help different organizations in their fight to support women and moms in this way. So on to this week's episode. Last week, we heard Pastor Lewis and Geneva's story, and now we're getting to jump in and hear Pastor Dimitri and Mary's love story. You guys, we cannot make this stuff up. We started late in the recording as per this season's MO and per my MO, I guess, and I would have asked more questions that I had the time, but I know you guys are really going to enjoy this story and this episode as we continue with part two of Love and Marriage. Enjoy. Dimitri, do you want to do you want to tell a little bit about your love story and we'll we'll get Mary's she may, I don't know if she'll need to defend herself at some oh, point yeah. either but we'll see. Yeah. Well, so uh I met Mary as uh part of kind of a basically a community of folks that my brother and his now wife uh, used to hang out with. So my brother, have an older brother who's married, mm-hmm. his wife and my wife, Mary, used to be a part of the same church. Mm-hmm. And so naturally when my brother started dating his now wife, yeah, he started hanging out with the same group of people and that sort of thing. And then I, I show up at the church that Mary used to be a part of mm-hmm. and uh, I see Mary. And uh, I don't remember seeing him. No, 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 no. Still I feel like girls are so much more oblivious sometimes to things like that. I don't know. She was not sometimes. oblivious. No, no, no. no? She, she knew that I was aware well, of her okay. presence. Okay. She okay. was just okay. like, I'm not interested here. She's like, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So you saw her go on. Yeah. Outside. And I mean, okay. You got to understand. There's like, there's been, there's eons of sanctification that needs to happen but there was a lot more that needed to happen back then yeah okay and let's just say (laughs) at 18 i mean i was just like a you know super uh kind of ego tripping young 18 i I used to consider myself handsome young man (laughs) you know yeah you know just full of it man just full of it just full of it man 
Oh yeah, not to mention I was like, you know, singing and and, and all this stuff. And I mean, YouTube famous. Uh, oh yeah, 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 YouTube famous. Yeah, yeah, dozens of views. That's not true, but maybe I will just to further embarrass you. I may link them. You might have to link them. of your family. Soon. You may have to link the video. Any, yeah. Anyway. Yes. So, any, I basically, I basically start uh, chatting with Mary. Well, at, I met you at your sister's birthday. Right. Yeah. Shortly after I, 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 you know, saw her and, and started hanging out in that community. Yeah. One of my sisters had a birthday mm -hmm. that. Her brother, so Mary's brother, okay. was invited to. Okay. Uh, Victor, her, her brother, didn't want to go by himself. And so Mary tagged along to this birthday party. I mean, free food. Yeah. yeah. Birthday parties are fun. Yeah. Why not? My brother wants me to go. Sure. And uh, she shows up, and I pretty much, like, basically, I don't know what was going on in my head, but basically, <laughs> I treated her like as if, you know, she was like this like longtime friend. And I was like, hey, Mary, how's it going? You know, it... okay. you know, and she right away, she was like, what? Who's this guy? Like, what? <laughs> Anyways. Um, I knew he liked me because of how he behaved. Yeah. 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 Very subtle. Yeah. 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 How could yeah. she know? Yeah. So confident. How could she know? Very confident. Yeah. Over, overly, overly confident. I mean, confident. yeah, you said it. So. Yeah. <laughs> overly confident. And uh, so basically, I'm not sure exactly what happened between that time. You got your my number from your sister. That's right. I got your number. And then you didn't want to text me because it would be creepy. So you yeah, that's me. the part as that's opposed, creepy. Yeah, as that's opposed to everything that's transpired thus yeah. far. There's more irony. Just wait. It gets creepier. It gets creepier. It gets creepier. So yeah, I didn't want to text you because that'd be creepy. Yeah. But... So he waited a while to come up and ask me. But when he was asking me for my number, I saw that he was not typing it in because back then we didn't have iPhones. We had the, you know, you had to press the button to press. Yes. Yeah. And I saw that he was just getting my number without actually typing it in. Like, That's you weird. are strange. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Yeah. Very strange. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so basically what ends up happening is um, Mary, <laughs> bless her soul, she basically... Uh, Kind of stops me in my tracks, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm coming up, kind of flirting with her, you know, and stuff. She mm -hmm. goes, well, not not only that, but I ended up seeing some of the other guys who are trying to pursue her, and I ended up kind of like, you know, coming up to these guys and be, hey, you know, pursuing this girl. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary's like, so Mary comes up and she's like, why are you talking to all of my <laughs> guy friends? <laughs> So that's creepy. He, that's yeah, really creepy. established territory yes, that very, was very not creepy. yours wow. to establish. Yeah, so yeah. she's like, we're not no. dating, See, so <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I also feel like at a young age, I had really strong convictions about just not dating. Okay. Just for the sake of Which dating. I think is pretty true considering yeah. that time, like purity culture, 16-year-old. Yes. Like, yeah. that's the And I also come from, like, um, abusive background especially mm -hmm. sexual abuse so i just knew that was not something i wanted mm -hmm. to do or yeah. hang around with you know or mess around with at all so mm -hmm. i was 16 i was pretty young and i was determined to go through college and then they and then get married so well, here comes dimitri just flirting around well, yeah. like, no so, way <laughs> so here's the thing this this is important to the conversation mm -hmm. mary was a believer uh, since 13, 13. Yeah. so she was, I mean, she was already grown in her faith mm -hmm. as a young Christian. Yeah. Already and he had just became a I just believer, became a so Christian. I met him right around the time of his conversion. Interesting. Okay. okay. And, uh, yeah. and so anyways, I, I basically ended up asking her out mm -hmm. in the most awkward way humanly possible. So I show up to her house one morning at like 6 a.m. Oh. Uh, so here's my thought. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, Thanks, Geneva. 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 I, uh, I, uh, oh. I feel, I feel wow. affirmed start. in the foolishness of that decision. Good start. Oh, I mean, this is. Oh. Like, oh. So, so. <coughs> You're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Wants to buy. Obviously. Yeah. So. Worth an interruption. Yeah. So. uh my thinking behind that was I'm going to show up. I'm going to catch her as she's getting out of her house to go to school. 
college, yeah. college, yeah. Star, college, all yeah. that. And I was gonna come with like coffee, chocolate, you know. You had texted her before this. Nope. Oh, oh so yeah. good texting. Yeah. Just a cold yeah. call. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that the listeners get the timeline. Yeah. No, it's a cold call. <laughs> it's a cold call. <laughs> it's a cold call. <laughs> look, look, I, I, I had to take a risk. Oh, I had to take a, risk. a six a.m. risk. A yeah. risk. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> Okay, so, Listen, you, so you decide to show up at our house at 6 a.m. Yeah, so okay, so get this. It gets yeah, worse. Yeah, so yeah. I show up there. I knock on the door, mm-hmm. like, just like quietly, right? I don't want to wake up the whole house. Her brother, younger brother, John, opens the door, okay? And John is, bless his heart, more simple-minded, uh, as simple-minded perhaps as I am okay. in, at this point. Okay. Well, for six a.m., how alert and yeah, how, no, like no, no, no. So I say, John. I say, John, is uh, is Mary awake? He's like, hey, hold on, man. Yeah, let me, let me see. Mary. <laughs> he wakes up the whole house. He wakes up the whole house. So Mary wakes up. She's walking down, like hair frizzle all over the yeah, place. Yeah, my natural hair is nothing like glorious, <laughs> gloriously frizzy, frizzy and curly in all different. And yeah, yeah. only she's, she's allowed uh, to see my hair. <laughs> she's walking down the stairs. Her stereotypically freakishly scary dad, Slavic okay. dad, you know, former army, like Soviet army, Slavic dad, okay, walks well, out, well, wakes 6 a.m. Woke you, you woke woke woken a Russian bear. Slavic dad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He wakes up, her mom wakes up. They all wake up, they're going downstairs. They all, all that. so basically, Mary walks out of her room. She sees me standing there like an idiot with coffee, and uh, yeah, and her parents, and yeah, and flowers, oh. and her parents are standing there going like, "Hey, what's what's going on here? Is this like yeah, a so proposal? Get, what is this?" I get downstairs and I see Dimitri standing there, and my brothers and my parents at and six a.m. at six a.m. and it's dead quiet, and I'm in my pajamas. Yeah, so I just look at him and I say, well, "What's going on?" And he's like. Uh, will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> Hold on. To make matters even more awkward. To make matters even more awkward. As I ask her that, her parents don't speak English. So her mom, to like put salt on the awkwardness oh. of the wound already there, she goes, Mary, and this she just says yes. in Russian, she's yes. like, Mary, what did he say? What did he say? So Mary oh. had to translate <laughs> I stand there, just right oh, red, just 6 a.m., looking like an idiot. Yeah, that is, I mean, we can't make this stuff up. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I don't even think Hollywood's used this oh, yet. Like, yeah. this is just yeah. like, yeah. wow. It doesn't make the rom- romance novels, you know? I, it, doesn't make the, it doesn't make the Hollywood blockbuster is, hits. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. So, did you so say that? I, I mean, looked at him, and I was like, him. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll be right back. Upstairs. And I just went back upstairs. Yeah. What were you? <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, bye. It's Six a.m. Well, I was just so embarrassed. Yeah, first of all. sixteen. I can't. And then oh I had braces, you know, and all things in my pajamas. So I just kind of left him hanging there for a bit. I needed to go change. And yeah, yeah. I waited. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. how our relationship that's started. How it started. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. and you got married within uh, a couple years? Yeah. So we dated for two years and mm-hmm. then we were engaged for eight months. And yep. then we got married. Because we were young, both yeah. in school. Yeah. 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 So but you weren't pro- even twenty or you were 20? I was twenty. Yeah. So I turned uh, twenty in April and I got married that June. So part mm-hmm. of our story is that almost didn't happen. It's mm-hmm. basically we yeah. were dating and then I proposed. She said yes. And then, well, a little bit prior to that, what happened was I had strong convictions about not dating, and then if I was going to date, I wanted to make sure that we're not just dating to fool around. Like we were going to get married, mm-hmm. and so I asked him to just lay out all his cards on the table, like yeah. right up front. Um, I didn't want to find out things about him later down the road. Of course. And I did the same, and he's claimed to have done so. Um, and so two years into our relationship, I find out more stuff about him. Mm-hmm. And what was hurtful about that was from the get-go, there was just no reason to not tell me the full story. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I gave him the ring back and wow. I was going to call off the engagement just because it felt like I couldn't trust someone mm-hmm. that, you know, 
lied to me and deceived but, me for uh, a while. Mm. And I didn't understand at the time that he was just very insecure and very shame driven and afraid mm. that had I found out the full truth, mm. I wouldn't stay with him. Right. Wow. Even though that wouldn't have been the case, but that's where he was coming from. Right. And so at that time, he basically said, he was like, hey, Mary, I'm going to this church, Marcel. And he's mm. been going there since his conversion. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, they're doing premarital counseling. Mm. Would you give me one more chance of going for this premarital counseling? Wow. And if things don't work out after that, then we'll part ways. And I mean, I love the guy. Mm -hmm. I've been with the guy for two years. You know yeah. what I mean? So, of course, I wanted things to work out. Mm -hmm. uh, so we end up doing premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. And that was just... A hate in the gut. Yeah, know? I mean, in, like... in the Islamic community, you don't have <laughs> yeah. premarital counseling. The premarital counseling that you get, for the most part, and I don't mean this is a dog on Slavic community. I think now there are a lot of Slavic pastors who take this stuff seriously mm -hmm. yeah. and are like equipping people and loving people well through this process. Yeah. Help people. So, I mean, you had a bunch of these older Slavic pastors who didn't know how to, you know, equip young people in this, mm -hmm. and pretty much they just kind of left it up to the parents. And the parents never had those conversations. I would say that that's not, I would say that it not, it's not just the Slavic community. I think premarital yeah. is not, it's like some questions, but it's not super in challenging or deep from what, true. from what friends of mine have been through in different churches or, yeah. and it's, it's optional. It's not something that like, yeah. you know, yeah. where I know some pastors want to do certain premarital questions if yeah. they aren't familiar with the couple yeah. it's like hey i before i marry you oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. know i yeah. need to have this conversation with you and and it's so yeah I so that was i mean when, when i invited her to take premarital i mean when i learned about it it was mm -hmm. eye-opening to me just in terms of i mean there's a whole theology on marriage on covenant on how do you you know, what's what's role of a husband and wife? Marshall, you know, it was an intense one. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, Marshall it was pretty intense. Did a yeah. good job. Like, if it's there. if anything's gonna break you up at that point, it's gonna be from like to just yeah. spill your guts, kind of, and like yeah, and I mean, through there there are some aspects of that, right? That I think okay, it can be a little far fetched in terms of like, hey, you know, spill out the guts of your soul, and then you know, but. But I think in general, the their approach to transparency between mm -hmm. those who are pursuing marriage, mm -hmm. yeah. it set people up to start on a really strong yeah. kind of trust foundation. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and to, to my knowledge, I mean, many of those marriages have, uh, te you know, went through the tests of at least, you know, 10, 15 years now. Yeah. We know people that are walking with the Lord. And, and raising what was kids and... so profound for me during that time was that we actually heard sin talked about yeah. in a way that it's redemptive. Mm -hmm. If I ever heard sin talked about in my growing up experience, it has always been full of condemnation and shame. Mm -hmm. But through premarital, it was very much like Christ died for you to redeem you mm -hmm. and save you from your sin, you mm -hmm. know? So it's very hopeful. Mm -hmm. And Another thing that was huge for me was to realize all of my self-righteousness mm. because here I was breaking off this engagement because of something that he's done, you know, mm -hmm. and not looking in the mirror at myself and mm. all the baggage, massive baggage that I brought into the relationship that kind of got mm. swept under the rug because mm -hmm. clearly here's you know, culture the big thing right. that he's done and things yeah. that I found out. Yeah. So that I am so very thankful that we went through that because mm. it really helped me see myself in light of the gospel yeah. and that I wasn't doing any favors to him by staying with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And that being with him has been a massive grace of God in my life. Mm. That he was a gift in my life. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't have to, I didn't have a, I didn't have to start uh, our marriage, mm -hmm. you know, in the proverbial hole. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's yeah. like, Oh, well, you're the one yeah. in our marriage yeah. that yeah. really didn't, uh, you know, yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And so it was good. It was yeah. really, really good to go through. There's a lot of repentance on both sides. Mm -hmm.
Okay. I needed to stop this conversation because I do have some time sensitive information I need to get to you. So next week is our last episode of the season and it's my birthday. I'm going to have some fun giveaways lined up for you over the next couple of weeks. So be sure that you are following the Instagram at Taylor asks a question to get in the loop and have more details on those. Also, because it's my birthday, I'm going to take the opportunity that Facebook gives us every year to donate to a nonprofit. And my nonprofit of choice this year is going to be CareNet of Puget Sound. It is a pregnancy and family services clinic that my church also supports and donates to every year. Also, tonight, if you are listening to this on Wednesday, I am going live with CareNet tonight to discuss their services, what they have to offer, where you can get more information about them. So head over to Instagram at Taylor asks a question, follow along, hit the follow button, hit the bell to get notifications and pop a question in our stories. If you have anything that you want me to ask while we are doing that live. If you missed the conversation and you're listening to this after, that's fine. You can still check out that conversation on the show's Instagram page. Again, that's at Taylor Asks a Question. Now, back to our conversation about love and marriage. That also leads lends itself to like what are the what are the friendships that you have? I think especially for women, we just want our a lot of it is oh, we just whatever makes you happy. Like which else? Also- I think the problem with modern day women, if you hear any love song being sang to a mm. woman or a poem, we all want to be worshipped and idolized. Mm. And the problem with that is you can never respect a man that idolizes mm. you. So mm. it's like we want that. That's a and big then we can't respect the man that does that. Because that's right? so interesting. Because at face value, it's like, well, why wouldn't I want that? Yeah. Like the like yeah. flesh would be like, well, yeah, of course yeah. I want to be. Like I would want someone to be obsessed mm-hmm. with me, obviously. Yeah. Like that's, but that's such a, a good lie mm-hmm. to yeah. call out that yeah. that's not. And then women end up marrying. Mm-hmm. And then they start calling the man difficult mm-hmm. because he's starting to say, hey, you can't disrespect me. Mm-hmm. And so they're just writing him off as difficult because now he's demanding respect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, is he really difficult? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I think that even um, I I had a conversation kind of similar to that with some uh, with a friend the other night about like men even complimenting their wives and how a lot of times culturally it's we want to just oh no 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 and it's like well that can still make a man feel disrespected mm-hmm. by like demeaning something that he's saying is beautiful or that he loves about his wife because of a woman's yeah. insecurity or it's like false humility right? yes yes mm-hmm. and a lot of it is shame too that is that isn't always dealt with or i think um yeah i would say dealt with or that some women even know about it's just a lot of insecurity but and i can't i've never been a man so i don't know about how men's brains work in that way but i'm <laughs> assuming Men struggle with shame and insecurity, but sure. not of course. In the Absolutely. Same way, but... And and men and women are different. Yeah. And we are just different. We are wired. Yes, different. and amen. Can you I say don't... it loud yes. for the people well, in the yes. back? <laughs> men and women, two well, genders. I usually I usually tell women when we're talking about marriage and whatever, yeah. I said, you know how simple you think men are? Yeah. I said, we are far simpler than that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. and because men and women are are very different. We tend to be, you know, we we focus differently. I, I saw a meme somewhere that, you know, women their minds are like, you know, fifteen windows on the computer open, <laughs> and you don't know where the music's coming from. <laughs> and uh, guys, for the most part, don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're just we're You're like what are windows? Simple. Just yeah, yeah, just one. Window Where's the at computer? Time. Yeah, I'm staying singularly <laughs> focused. Yeah. Um, what is something um, about Mary? You mentioned sanctification. What are some other things about marriage that has surprised you? In like, a, I I would say good or a bad way, but I think I think good is preferable. But bad, like also, I think that there's a lot we've kind of touched on that marriage is not the fairy tale. It's I think. From what I've heard, it's worth the work we've established. Like it's totally worth it. And but, um, are there any other 
things that like have surprised any of you about I think what surprised me was the companionship and true intimacy Mm. of marriage Mm -hmm. because I come from a really broken background Mm. and I've never seen that before Mm. so I didn't know what it looks like to love a man let alone for a man to love a woman Mm. in the very committed God-honoring way Mm -hmm. for a long period of time Mm. and to see that blossom into a friendship he is my closest, dearest friend. Mm-hmm. Like, we can look at each other across the room and we know what we're saying, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that has been one of the most pleasant surprises mm-hmm. in our marriage has been just that companionship. Mm-hmm. And the redemption. And the redemption. Yeah. Lots and lots of redemption. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anybody? What, what's, what are we asking? Sorry, I went to yeah, put no, our boys down and sleep. All good. Mm-hmm. What can you share something that has surprised you about marriage? Mm-hmm. Besides sanctification. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I mean. Can it be good or bad? I would say this. Careful. I was surprised at how accurate Paul describes the ways in which, from a very general and stereotypical way, husbands and wives actually relate to one another. I was very surprised by that. Hmm. And to be specific, um, husbands need respect. Mm-hmm. Wives need love. Obviously, that's a generalization. Mm-hmm. We are called to respect mutually one another. We're called to love mutually. We're called to love all people. We're called to respect all people. But for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. those are those instructions by Paul, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically in Ephesians six, at least six or five, five Ephesians five. Brought us late in the evening. It's late. (laughs) It's been late. He gives instructions and imperatives that are tailored to the particular gender's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like husbands struggle to love their wives. Mm, wives yeah. struggle to respect their husbands. Yeah. And, you know, for like, I mean, like we're learning, we're like mm-hmm. figuring out new heights of just that simplicity mm, in our so, marriage. Mm-hmm. Whereas for the first five, six years, when you're living kind of in no man's land in the clouds somewhere in this you abstract, there's no real, back. yeah, it's mm-hmm. just kind of, it's just kind of not really defined. Um, you know, in terms of kind of ways in which you could practically love your spouse, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of keeps their engine going, mm-hmm. right? Like it's fuel for them. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think yeah. we knew what respect even was until yeah. a few years ago yeah. about the fact that respect is about um, achievements and accomplishments. Right. And mm-hmm. that husbands need to know what they're good at, mm-hmm. you know? So just because he's a good musician mm-hmm. and everybody knows that, but if I don't tell him that, he doesn't it know doesn't that. Matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. So There's this way of women because men, they cower at the expression and feeling of incompetence. When a man feels incompetent, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm speaking in generalizations yeah. here, but the scripture speaks this way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In a lot of generalizations, like mm-hmm. you can't escape yeah. those things. Yeah. And, and for me to like uncover those things and go, man, there's actually like profound depth and truth to these things mm-hmm. um, and how they are fleshed out in actual mm-hmm. life uh, was very, very, I didn't even know, like pleasantly surprising, convictingly surprising, mm. uh, in many ways surprising. Yeah. yeah. So, that's that's good. good. Domestic story. Mm. Love to hear it. Well, I I think I I was raised in a in a a very good home. My parents were not Christian until about three four years after I was, and uh, they had a good marriage. They they just did. Mm -hmm. They had a great marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, My my dad loved my mom, and my mom respected my dad. Mm And uh, I remember sitting down talking to my folk or my mom one time. I said, you know, I was getting ready to do a wedding and it's kind of putting together the homily for it. And 
and I asked my mom, I was like, what, what advice would you give, you know, to a new bride? And she mm. goes, I just told your dad how great he was. And then he became so. Mm. And, wow. uh, and yeah. so there was that level my mom was a super encouraging person and she was my dad's biggest, um, cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Um, the first, they were married in 66. The first 10 years of their marriage, my dad had 10 different jobs. Uh, the environment, mm -hmm. uh, economically in Seattle was horrible. Mm -hmm. There was a sign that went up that said, well, the last person leaving Seattle, turn out the lights. And mm -hmm. my dad was literally digging ditches. Um, he was digging ditches. He was doing anything, working whatever job he could, uh, to take care of his family. And my mom encouraged him mm -hmm. and he just stepped up into that role. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I got to see a good marriage and, uh, and, and having a spouse that encourages you, mm -hmm. uh, the wife who encourages mm -hmm. the husband will go a long way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which to that point, I think that that's also <clears throat> a lie that people, I think, especially women believe is that like, that digging ditches is not something that is honorable mm -hmm. that like they have to have a certain job or be mm -hmm. it. And it's like, that is not, that is not yeah. going to make or break your marriage. And yeah. if it, it, it shouldn't, I should yeah. say yeah. like it does, yeah. unfortunately, but that's incredibly yeah. honorable that your dad would do what he had to do to provide. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Faithfulness looks different in different mm -hmm. stages yeah. and yeah. for different people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's good. Geneva, do you have any anything that surprised you about Lewis being with him? Outside of yeah. just Lewis. The obvious. Yeah. Outside of the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, like, you did kind of touch on the, yeah. like what the beginning being, how and but also I mean it was great we had a friendship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was that was really important. Yeah. Um and I think having come from an abused, you know, eighteen years of mm -hmm. abuse. Um, his patience yeah. with as things would come up or triggers mm -hmm. that would, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just he would say something and I would recoil and then, but having the freedom to tell him what happened, mm -hmm. not walking on eggshells, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, being able to actually be honest mm -hmm. and, and talk to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was... It was huge, very much so. He's a good man, just you know, he doesn't want anybody to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, Trust me, nobody is buying it. He's gooey on the inside, <laughs> we know. He's all gooey. I'm sure. Capital J. Yeah. I've never seen that side of you. Um, it's pleasant to know, you know, he says nice things. <laughs> yeah. Listens well. Yes, we're very glad to hear. <laughs> we're very glad to hear. Good report. Very nice. Adult. Encouraging. Yeah, he really, really does. Yeah, he is. He's nice. Good man. Soak it in, man. Soak it in. Receive it. Receive it. But I do have to put up with his sense of humor, too. So you can't have it all. Yeah, you can't have it all. Talking about sanctifying. Patience. Oh, yes. So not only are we just talking about like marriage in general, but you guys are all in ministry and Lewis and Dina, you guys are pastors. So being pastors wives as adds a different layer and aspect to life and your marriage and your families. Um, what is a way that, um, People can, because I, I think for me, at least, I think growing up in youth group, it was like, I want to be a pastor's wife. Like that was like a very scary, and all the guys the wanted to be youth pastors. Yes, as like a Christian, and you, you're just like, I want to be a pastor's wife, or I, guys, I wanted to be youth pastors, and so many guys I know went to Northwest and all were in mm -hmm. ministry, the ministry, <laughs> getting their degree, and and I, it's that definitely adds a different layer to things. So yeah. what do you gals think um is um maybe like advice or a misconception or something that was surprising and how can how can people be praying for pastors wives or be supportive of pastors wives that's kind of a lot but yeah i think for me personally 
with um, the people that we have in our congregation specifically is mm. that people are often surprised at my struggle with whatever sin, mm. you know, because mm. it's so easy to put someone with the title on the pedestal. Mm -hmm. So if I ever mentioned that, hey, I am struggling with, you know, anxiety, would you pray for me? Mm. That would come off as a shock to someone because how how can you be struggling with anxiety? Or you, what? Or yeah. if, you know, I would forget something or, you know, just the plethora of different issues. Mm. So it's just that restoring that human aspect mm to a pastor's wife is yeah. that, hey, I am a sinner like all of you in need of God's grace, in need of repentance, in need of sanctification, yeah. and all of that. So um, um, if you have pastor's wives in your lives, just mm -hmm. coming alongside them, praying for them, mm -hmm. not being shocked and surprised that they are human too and sin mm -hmm. and, you know, need grace in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rena, what would you say? I, definitely. And that, um, you know, I think everyone thinks with these guys here and they counsel with a lot of folks at church, um, I think you guys internalize that there's many things they don't share with us because that's just, it's private things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think a misconception is people think we know everything that's mm -hmm. going on with everything, and we don't. There's just things we just don't mm -hmm. need to know. Mm -hmm. But they carry the burden mm -hmm. of knowing. Yeah. <clears throat> and as as wives, um, we have to support them yeah. with dealing with life yeah. of a congregation. Yeah. And we we share them with the church and yeah. their time with the church. Yeah. Um, I don't have, you know, we obviously don't have kids at home anymore. Mm -hmm. We we are have kids grown and grandparents, mm -hmm. but um I just like what's what's your agenda today? What's your meetings today? And and he's bivocational, so he's at work. Yeah. And so for him, he has 14, 15 hour days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, I don't even know how many text and phone calls and emails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all Checking day long. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, it, it is. I mean, every time I call Dima, he's in the meeting with Lewis. <laughs> They well, you only call him once a week, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. ninety percent of those meetings are this good. It's counseling meetings. We look at each other, yeah. going, "Man, how can they possibly yeah. follow us?" No, but I think he meets, yeah. with, no. meets with a lot of yes. folks during yeah. the week. His yeah. drive home mm -hmm. often is with Dima on the phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not, you know, it's with life being led mm -hmm. with not always great things and yeah. so as wife it is what am i cooking i mean it's so simple but it comes mm -hmm. down to this what am i cooking for dinner mm -hmm. tonight yeah that no matter what time he gets home mm -hmm. he can eat it mm -hmm. um you know not gonna wait till he walks in the door and then i'm gonna cook dinner mm -hmm. and so i look at everything as like What's his meetings? What's his yeah. schedule? Is he going to be here? Mm -hmm. And to be just flexible, yeah. if he calls me and he says, hey, such and such, this happened. It's like, yeah. okay, are you going? And or, you know, you when need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, right. you know, when, when Dan, yeah, when Dan who we was, lost, when yeah. Dan was, it was like, have you, you know, did you hear from, he didn't answer your text. You need to drive out there. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Um, so it's being understanding and patient. And, oh, and yeah. I have seen Lewis honor you making dinner for him many times where mm -hmm. we would offer him a meal or someone would offer him a meal and he would say no because Geneva's making food for me. Now, part of it is, is because she's a very good cook. And yeah. so yeah. <laughs> it makes things easier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're still at my house, Luke. <laughs> Which we had a spectacular meal yeah. here tonight. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That is the truth. So we'll be coming back tomorrow night. That's right. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that with Geneva, she, you know, we talked about ministry stuff even before we were married and she recognized that her giving, you know, giving, um, of her time with me 
to the congregation is her gift to the Lord. Mm. And so, um, so that's seen as, as a gift to the Lord so that, you know, she's not in a place where she's overly needy or overly clingy, um, but that she has kind of released me to do what God's called me to do. Mm. And that's her gift to the Lord. And then I also have to be mindful not to create a ministry widow that mm. I'm spending so much time with right. them that right. I neglect her. So yeah. there is a balance yeah. and being able to say no to people who are in crisis. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm not Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. And so yes. you need to go to Jesus yes. and I will mm-hmm. point you to him. But right now I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think that that's something that unless you've been in ministry and have, or obviously if you're a pastor or if you've not been close to leadership or even honestly, I think if you've been in a church plant, you understand that the boundaries can blend very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that okay, is, right. <laughs> that is very, it's a heavy weight for a pastor to carry because mega churches, you don't get access to a pastor. Like being a part of a small church is such a privilege and an honor to get access to pastors. And I think that because of that, there is a, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say a, a neglect, but there's just, we, I don't think we think through that we take advantage. It, it's, it's taken advantage of in certain ways without us realizing it and not thinking about how that affects your families and your wives. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that, and unfortunately I think that is like kind of a, a, at least for me, that's been a lived experience. I don't like being like, that's, that's my experience and that's true. Mm-hmm. But I, I, this is the second church plan I've been a part of. And I can tell you that that's a, been a consistent thing. And yeah. so it's, um, there is a there is a line we, like yes you guys are called to shepherd and Absolutely. care for your flock but yeah. you are like you said Lewis, mm-hmm. you guys are not Jesus and right. it's it's a it's and a matter of respecting day, yeah he still has okay. his wife yes yeah. and that's their priority that is yeah. also their priority yeah. like yeah. above yeah. I mean above it, yeah is Absolutely. your wife is, and your children it is your ministry yeah. and yes it's your first ministry yeah I have to know also be sensitive when it's time to say turn the phone off mm-hmm. oh, you're yeah. not answering anymore right. yeah um you need to rest you need to uh reload mm-hmm. and no yeah yeah right. you just I'm, I'm and I don't do that very often but, yeah. but yeah, there's time. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we have those in yep. place for sure because mm-hmm. you know he, when he comes home through those doors, mm-hmm. there's three little boys that are yeah. just meeting their father. Yeah. Yeah. and you know <laughs> he's a pastor to many, but he's only a father to those three. Yep. I mean, four now, right? Yeah. And so they also need their dad, mm-hmm. and so his phone goes on mm-hmm. silent unless it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that time, so when he's at work, he is at work and present. Yeah. But he, his presence at home is equally as important for the little disciples in the making, yes. which mm-hmm. are our children, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. And and so it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, and because ministry by nature is messy, mm-hmm. you can have you have to continually reinforce those boundaries yeah. mm-hmm. because the blurring mm-hmm. regularly yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something they have to re- regularly. Check in on it. Okay. Yeah. What's Especially happening? with like going lots on? of people coming through the doors in our home. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. being very. There are seasons, yeah. right? Like there are mm-hmm. seasons where, like, say, you know, say people die. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just things that come up where you have to take care of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In certain ways. Uh, and when you do that, if you're, if you haven't been operating under boundaries, mm-hmm. those moments can break you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you have boundaries in place and you've been kind of operating yeah. out of yeah. those boundaries, yeah. spending mm-hmm. time with the family, and having family days, mm-hmm. you know, hanging Starting out with your, spouse, your wives, yeah. Yeah. Your spouse, yeah. yeah. And the yeah, reason exactly. why boundaries are so important is because they do safeguard a lot mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like we've had, you know, obviously there are emergencies where people call and it's really bad and yeah. they really need you and you should be available. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times he would get a phone call at like 10 p.m. because someone called someone an idiot. 
and they need advice and they can't wait till morning time. Yeah. And you're like, so did someone call you an idiot? Well, maybe, maybe. I'm calling you an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm on their side. Go to sleep. So it's just like one of those Quite things. Petty, where, yeah, yeah. So yeah. very petty things where people start getting that way. And they're kind of like, hey, I'm in bed, going to bed. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, if you call me at 10, I will have been in bed for a couple of hours and I will call you back That's at why 4 a.m. when I wake up. Yeah, I'm calling you. I'll give you a call. Except for right now because it's after that time. But uh, yeah. One, one quick note, and to your point, Taylor, talking about your experience with church plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things, and I think Pastor Lou is going to test this, that we've just been very blessed to have people that have the type of attitude that you just espoused, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, regularly do I have people who, if they're asking for something, they're like, hey, totally get it if you can't do it. I mean, you're a busy guy, you're a busy guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I hear you're a busy guy like a million times a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm not as busy as you might think. <laughs> this is kind of my job. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> there is some like, of those like, you know, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. You know, my marriage is falling apart, but you know, you're a busy guy. Like, I'm here to help you. This is my job. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah, come in yeah. a church plant. Let's yeah, you see that Corolla? Yeah. Baby, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Three out of four of the windows baby. open. Yeah. Right. Three, well, they're automatic. Baby, you don't spit up. They're automatic. You don't crank them. The, no, the, the good no, news no, is the good news when he fills his tank his vehicle's now worth twice what it was <laughs> uh, but i uh, yeah so with all this is just live people please uh, yeah, join right our now. church it's, it's awesome. a it's a <laughs> I think most of their conversations on the oh phone is both Listen. of them just laughing. Yeah, I think that this is what the car rides home conversations really are. I mean, listen, yeah. this is the third or fourth time they've been on this podcast, this is Geneva. Co- this is our coping people, mechanism. Yeah, people will not. We're, we're crying on the inside. You, you laugh so you don't cry. No, we're laughing on the inside. Actually, I can hear them. I can hear Nima laughing through his phone. Through yeah, phone. It's, it's, it's Oh, what what a show it is here. It's just, uh-huh. oh. I think well, guys, the thing like, is, with yeah. Lewis it's broken. So it only works on speaker. So I always oh, hear so Lewis laughing. Yeah. 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 Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anytime I call Dima, I like, Lewis hey, hears me, he's always like, hey, kid. Is that why it's always broken? Yeah. I didn't know it was yeah. broken. Yeah. I, I just broken. thought you just and wanted everybody very, to. Well, the reason, and, and because it's broken, it's that Barry calls me. I'm like, hey, honey, I'm here with Lewis. I'm here with so so. Watch the profanity. That's what I always say. Yeah. 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 I always say that. Oh boy, this is great. Because I'm a pastor, I don't hear those kind of things. Yeah, I I know. I also work in a factory, so I hear those those all the time. Yeah. I just need a new phone. Just keep going with that flip phone you got. Um, I so with all that to say I think that as as someone who is a part of you know the the flock that you both shepherd and um, I think it is important for people to which I think Dima you kind of talked about that people are consciously aware and are like um, respectful and mindful of boundaries and of um what is happening in your lives outside of ministry because that, I mean, that can be, that can be detrimental to a church Mm. in so Mm -hmm. many ways when your pastors are not healthy in their own marriages Mm -hmm. and in their own homes. And I, I think that that's something to be mindful of. I think if you're looking for a church and, you know, talking to a pastor or talking to someone, understanding, obviously not details, but like yeah. knowing that their home is their, their first ministry and that they, that is in a healthy place. And that I think, I mean, I'm pretty certain our church as a whole has, what do I want to say? Like check-ins or 
I don't know, there's accountability I think, yeah. for certain yeah. things like that when it comes to being an elder. And I think which, just in general, we are very blessed with the congregation. Mm-hmm. That is very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we have folks that are very, very mature in their faith that uh, can ask those questions. Mm-hmm. And I got people who serve on our ministry teams mm-hmm. ask me questions. Okay, mm-hmm. case in point, like, and Lewis and I have these conversations regularly. As a church planter, one of the things that you, you have one of the most difficult aspects is delegating mm-hmm. tasks yeah. and roles. Oh, dude. I know that. I mean, yeah. ask him how many conversations I've had, not just with him. But with other people, yeah, who've had to step in and say, "Hey, stop it." Yeah, get it, get out. Yeah, and I had a guy come up, you know, I come up and like, "Hey," and then he goes, "Oh, you want to go? Want to come do this for me?" Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "No, no, yeah, get out of here." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean, they're being funny and yeah. you know, that sort of thing, but they're proving a point. They're saying, "Hey." We got it. Yeah. yeah, you're the body of Christ. Like, yeah. stop jumping yeah. in places where you don't know. Yeah. Well, and part of that is philosophy of ministry as far as leadership is that our role is to equip the saints for works of ministry, mm-hmm. not to do everything ourselves. Yeah. And that's stifle the saints. <clears throat> yeah, because, because you're doing all the yes, ministry. Yeah, yes. and, and that's that's poor leadership when it has everything has to be um, like a one man show. Yeah, a one yeah. man show. Yeah. And unfortunately in our culture there's a lot of one man show situations going mm-hmm. on oh, yeah. among See celebrity pastors. Yeah, it's all pretty much a swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. And um, punch in the mouth. Yeah, and <laughs> and you know, and Dima are, and I are constantly reminding each other that we are not each other's celebrity pastor, oh, oh, nor, yeah. Nor, yeah. nor shall we ever oh, be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you know, part of our role is to equip saints to do those things. Yeah. And yeah. so, if we're doing everything, then we're not fulfilling our role. Mm-hmm. equipping others to do those things yeah. yeah and that god has gifted us with a group of folks with all kinds of skills and all kinds of gifting and if we're not giving them the space to do that mm-hmm. then we are failing at our jobs yeah 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 Agreed. and part of your job is i'm assuming premarital counseling to bring it back to marriage <laughs> yeah. or love yeah. 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 you did that well that was great. That was yeah. really great. Good. I mean, I just, we got to bring it back to that because we're back. literally, if we go into talking about ministry, oh, yeah. listen, another series, people. <laughs> it's a whole other series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, um, gosh, what, how do I want to? How do I want to wrap this up, guys? Um, I, I honestly don't know what other questions I, I have because mm-hmm. I was curious. I was glad to hear about misconceptions and what scripture says about um and what the bible says about marriage and love and i feel like we've covered a really good okay one other random question and maybe you don't have an answer for that and that's fine but why do you this is based off of this is kind of a scriptural question but the bible talks about love and marriage in so many ways and in a lot Mm -hmm. of different areas but why do you think first corinthians 13 is so often us so often used over other passages when it comes to talk speaking directly to husbands and wives, like Paul talks about in first and second Peter. And I'm always just like, cause that is said in even non-religious weddings, mm-hmm. that yeah. scripture. Yeah. So I'm just like, I mean, love this patient, love this kind, like so many people know that that's one of those, like, it's almost like a John 316. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. people know that. And I just, I was thinking about this podcast and I was like, why that one? I don't know. Like, it's funny. That chapter, if you look at the context yeah. of 1 Corinthians yeah. 13, it's talking about spiritual gifts in the church. Mm-hmm. The whole context mm-hmm. of chapter 12 yeah. and 14 yeah. is talking about how believers relate to other believers in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So not it's not a marriage, marriage. It's, it's not, not a marriage context yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. There's literally so, nothing about marriage in that yeah. chapter or mm-hmm. any of the chapters 12, 13, and 14. It's just not there. It's all talking about how do believers mm-hmm. who have various gifts yeah. that God has given them relate to one another uniquely, yeah. having diverse gifts, supporting one another, building one another up in faith, and yeah. functioning out of love yeah. for the other? I did a wedding one time for two non-believers. They wanted to get married, and they asked me to be their pastor for a day, and I'm like, <laughs> glad to do it. 
And they said, oh, we want you to do something out of that love chapter. And I, <laughs> I audibly groaned. <laughs> like, They're like, what? And so um, anyway, so we talked a little bit, but I, I, I couldn't not groan yeah. audibly yeah. because it's not like, like Pastor Dimitri said, it, it's how the church relates to itself and and how people relate to one another and the gifts and and what what love is yeah. is wedged in between those two sections yeah. it's like yeah. this is how the church is to love one another and uh right i mean he is, literally starts the chapter off with if i speak in tongues of angels yeah. right? he's talking about mm. spiritual tongues there mm. oh, okay, so that's a whole other charismatic <laughs> land yikes yeah. <laughs> Easter egg for everybody. Yeah, the Merry Christmas. Really. Oh my goodness. The spiritual gift of okay. uh, rabbit trips. <laughs> oh, rabbit trips. Uh, Seriously. Uh, I mean, Easter's coming, speaking of mm, rabbits, because yeah. that makes that's an actual biblical connection. Sure. sure it's rabbits, nice. Easter. Yeah, totally. You know, so. totally. You know, and yeah. don't worry, there'll be eggs. Gosh. Oh. Uh, anyway, Jimmy Gaffigan has a hilarious <laughs> bit about it. So, okay, that's so interesting because I did, I. I was thinking, like, why is that? I've I have heard so many better scriptural references yeah. when it comes to marriage than First Corinthians thirteen. So I'm always been very perplexed. And mm. considering, I know you both have done weddings, like officiated weddings. I was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's just the difference between pastors that do eisegesis versus exegesis. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, context True. matters, right? Context yeah, matters. Totally. I mean, when you look at the context, you see that scripture tends to do a very great job, almost as if it was inspired, to be able to interpret itself and provide the necessary context. Bingo. So, so good. Okay. Well, um, that's I'm 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 happy to end there because I feel like we could literally go for two more hours. But it's past yeah. Pastor Lewis's bedtime. About two hours ago. Way, really way, way past. Little yeah. did you know he's been sleep talking for the last. <laughs> he's so well versed in this subject that he's just. Are you like, doing my sleep? Literally doing it. Literally. <laughs> literally. Um, but thank you guys so much. I really, Mary and Geneva, it has been so great to have you guys on for this. This is literally probably going to be a two-part episode because oh, we just—it's so I great. It. I love yeah. it. <laughs> we could keep going, but we will not. <laughs> you get a bunch of extroverts together. Oh, Three-hour So this is a just thinking episode. Like, <laughs> the one that they just dropped—the yeah. three-hour three one. All of them are about three hours. deconstruction. Yeah. All three hours. But I just can't do that. I have to give the people two episodes. It's it's just I like to have a cliffhanger too. Yeah, so there's you like to make it easier on your. You I mean that's also true. It's nice to have two weeks worth of content, and the episodes with you guys are very well listened to. People love listening to the pastors of the pod. Wow, and we got right. their better halves on this mm, episode. I mean, so you know their other halves. Mm. Is that? Enjoy. That old, Enjoy, yeah. yeah, joy, yeah. and there. I'm sure she's been chiming in here and there. She's been, mm-hmm. she yeah. did so good. <laughs> she did great. We'll take a picture um, of her for you. Yes, yes. So you guys can all see baby joy. Um, well, okay, so we'll end that. Thank you guys again so much for being here, and um, hopefully, we will be able to do this again sometime. All right, okay, all right. Thanks for having Bye. us. Bye, yeah. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. 
with Pastor Lewis, Pastor Dimitri, and Geneva and Mary. Huge thank you again to all of them for um, coming on and recording and staying up a little extra late to have this conversation. It was a blast and I really think we could literally talk for three more hours. It's really insane. Um, If you have any other questions or want a follow-up episode regarding anything we talked about in today's show, please let me know. I would love to get that set up and get a conversation going about any of those things. I look forward to being able to share more about um, CareNet with you as well as other nonprofits that I look forward to being able to support moving forward and would love your help in donating and providing items for soon-to-be mothers and families uh, that are in need. If you could, please support the show on Spotify, Apple, or Google by giving us a follow. Give the show a five-star rating as well as a review. This is huge for the show and helps other people find us when searching. Send this episode to your pastor and make sure that you're praying for them and for their families. It is a God-given calling to be in ministry, and I pray that you are in a church and that you are blessed with caring and humble shepherds. Until next time, friends. Thank you.